Hey all y'all Thimkies, Thimkos, and Thimkers out there. Uh, before we start the show, I want to give a shout out to Joe Duran and thank him for becoming the first official Thimko on our Patreon. If you want to be like Joe, go to patreon.com slash Thimk, that's T-H-I-M-K, to find out how you can support us, get exclusive content, and become an official Thimko too. You're listening to Thimk. It's like Think, but with an M instead of an N. This is episode 33. I'm your host slash co-host, Nicholas Rue. I'm Paul Vine, your co-host slash host. As always, we have Engineer Harold. Hello. And he doesn't have a mic because we have a very special guest. Yeah, it's Jeff. It's Jeff. (laughs) Who's Uh, that boy? (laughs) Just Jeff. It's Jeff. Yeah. Thanks for having me here, everybody. Yeah. Um, Harold, thanks for giving me your mic. Nope. One of these days we'll have four mics, enough <clears throat> mics. Oh yeah, the Patreon is actually set up. Like, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and somebody has inquired about, hey, I would like to give money to it, but I don't know what yeah. the outcome is going to be. <laughs> no, I figured it out now. We have goals and levels and everything. Okay, give I'm still Paul working on it, mics. but yeah, I guess it means we have to actually do stuff for it. I said, well, so I've set up two levels so far. There's Themeki, which is five dollars a month, which <laughs> is just we'll give someone a shout out if they actually sign up for that. Um, there's Themeco for fifteen dollars right now, which is where I make a, I'm going to make a laminated and signed Themeco official card. Oh my god! <laughs> send it to someone. Yeah, and um, I'm still trying to get ideas for um, the Themekers. The thinker level, I have an idea which is for, like gold level. I have an idea for if one of your supporters dies, mm-hmm. <laughs> you should uh, put them you, in a cannon and launch no, no, them into no, no, the no, sun. No. You 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 still honor them, but you get one of those bricks down on the banks by the river that has their name on it, but it's like Thumco, like in, in, <laughs> okay. in past tense. We put their name on a brick and then we throw that brick through like the U.S. Bank building or something. Yeah. Through yeah, through, through the new soccer stadium. Yeah, God, fuck the soccer stadium. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the, the podcast. podcast. This week's foe of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Good foe. What yeah. is it? F- FC Cincinnati. FC Cincinnati's <clears throat> new MLS soccer stadium that they're kicking a bunch of like poor African American people, black people, whatever, out of the West End to to basically build. I mean, at this point, we're officially targeting this podcast at leftist nerds, <laughs> right? It's, a it's left- too late to turn back now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a quote-unquote leftist podcast without actually being like something that you learn things yeah. in. Or, you know, a lot of people that I, um, I talk to online do podcasts where they're actually intelligent. And they yeah. discuss things well and are yeah. coherent. And we talk about And we are boners. one of them. We're talking about boners. So I got a little... And... <laughs> the Praxis episodes are in the Patreon. We also talk about flaccid penises and true. a whole lot of cum. I re-listened to the Three Alex Joneses and a Baby episode oh. and realized that there is a cum joke every minute. And I was just flipping through it and <laughs> that one was less inspired than I remembered it be <laughs> while we were recording it. Yeah, well, you get what you pay for. Well, we could talk about something. More relevant, I, I got a sneak preview of Jeff's topic, and I believe he's going to talk to us about... Solo. Let's get into a it. Star Sex Wars in the story. City, a, a main a Sex in the City side character, main character, ancillary um, character. Are you talking about Cynthia Nixon? No, we'll, we'll get we'll get that. Let's, but first, I want to know what's going on with you guys. Oh. 
Uh, well, I, <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> it's weird that a Star Wars movie just came out and we're not doing a bonus episode about that. So it's not I've, that weird. We've only done one bonus episode ever about a Star Wars film. Okay, true. But <laughs> so we talk about we, we talked about, about, about the production lot. of Solo at the beginning of almost <clears throat> yeah. every episode. And we did do we had a whole bit about Gillette branded um, Rogue One, Gillette branded racers. But that was sadly the lost episode. As a guy who hangs out with people like you yeah. both, uh, but <laughs> but did not grow up watching Star Wars. Uh, my definite my my thing on the Star Wars movies I've I've watched them in my twenties now, is that the newest ones are better than all the other ones. The original ones, I think, are better than the prequels because I don't want to get punched. Mm-hmm. But they're not as good as the new ones. But I'm not tied to the nostalgia that I feel like a lot of other people are, and that's why I'm making this determination. Oh, that's an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I think, right. yeah, I, I, I don't agree uh, structurally. <laughs> that said, I think Solo's one of the best Star Wars films I've yeah. ever seen. What's going on with you, Paul? I ha- I didn't see Stolo. St- st- Starlo. Did you see it, Harold? Yeah. Okay. I really liked it. Me too. I saw Deadpool too. Oh, yeah, I saw that with you. I haven't was, seen Deadpool. It was good. Yeah, Deadpool 2 was good. a really funny. good joke about... Um, the 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 drawer drawer illustrator artist oh yeah that guy who makes all the Rob, people's torsos real thick yeah Rob Liefeld he loves thick boys he doesn't he has never seen a human body in his entire life there's <laughs> he a, likes there's a really women with double jointed spines yeah there's just like like women that have been turned into silly putty um, all but, the boys are thick all the women are elastic yeah it's that's basically the plot to the Incredibles um, <laughs> uh, but the Oh um, man, I saw somebody on Twitter speaking of the Incredibles had this take about how Mr. Incredible is like the ultimate schlubby sh- man yeah, sh- with a hot wife. Yeah, the the uh, family guy yeah, or, thing or, or whatever. According yeah. to Jim kind of vibe yeah. that that's like the extreme version of it is is the Incredibles. Yeah, but he's also pretty strong. Discuss. <laughs> whatever. I'm not gonna get into the okay. gender politics of the Incredibles. <laughs> um but uh, Deadpool 2 has a, a pretty good joke where they talk to the Rob Liefeld. Mm-hmm. Um, notoriously couldn't draw feet. Like, <laughs> would go out of his way to always draw people on their tippy toes because it's easier to draw feet that way. Or if he couldn't draw them on their tiptoes <clears throat> or have it like he would like angle them in such a way that their foot was covered up by something. Or as a last resort, they would literally just put stickers on the covers over the feet of the characters. And so there's a there's like a... Not a throwaway joke, but a joke that would go over, I feel like, 90% of the Deadpool 2 audience's heads about... And it um, did. Yeah, something about, like, who the hell came up with this idea? Somebody who couldn't draw feet or something like that. Some, some, some like, and, crack at it. And, and it was me and Sarah. Sarah. And then there's one guy <clears throat> in the row behind us who, like, after the end of the film, got up and asked, like, who was it in the front row that got the Rob Yeah, my favorite part of the movie is that the way that that dude scoped you out. Yeah, it was... That dude was ready to be roommates. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah. Did you all get a drink afterwards? (laughs) No, he probably is reactionary, so... (laughs) (laughs) If if you're looking to make a friend, just go to see Deadpool, and when they make the the feet joke, uh, just, like, laugh real loud, and someone... Who's very lonely will come up and talk to you about it. Yeah, I uh, was up in Lima today at the Foot Factory. At the at the Foot Factory, I was up there for work. Don't ask what I do; you can't dox me. 
and uh, I was up there for work and uh, met with uh, representatives from their county coroner's office who talked to me all about how drug addicts are lazy and they just want to do drugs and that's the opioid epidemic in a nutshell and just let them all start dying. So <laughs> that was an experience. Good. Yeah. So it was my day. Anyways, I'm ready to talk about my topic. All right. I'm sorry. All they're right. lazy. Good leaning. That's what I was told. <laughs> Lead in. Do, do they not know how much work it, it takes to get drugs? Or like to get like a high. Like if you've been like doing drugs for a long time, like, I don't know. It's just this weird thing. They, like, they act like, like, you know, what's lazy is when I get home from work and I go, oh, I got a bunch of stuff to do. I'm just going to take a nap. That's lazy. Yeah, yeah. What's lazy is when I get home from work. I'm like, I want to go get drugs, but I'm yeah. tired. That's really, they're go-getters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so my topic, I, I feel like this thing has gotten a little bit of attention in recent years, so it's possible that you or people listening might have heard about this. Oh, real quick, before this goes out, my, my dad doesn't listen to this podcast. My dad... So uh, we can talk shit about him all your life. You fuck you, Craig. <laughs> we can talk about Craig Daniels eat, a little bit. I just would like to say... I would just like to say uh, my dad got a biopsy last week, and the results came back today benign. So my dad... Extremely gay. My dad beat cancer. <laughs> Like nice. not ever having it. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> that's okay. Called. That's like me saying that I I won the Super Bowl, Jeff. I never played. Okay, it's, it's like <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that billboard <laughs> that says um, you may have pre-diabetes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, right. I you mean, may I, be in the before I stage of having, having diabetes. <laughs> yeah. Anyone yeah. could have pre-diabetes. Yeah, we all have pre-diabetes. Who has post-diabetes? Is the real question. The dead. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm I'm real real proud of my dad <laughs> for not for go not get being, him go get him Tiger. for not being sick. I'm proud of your um, dad too. Anyways, uh, my speaking topic, of dads, speaking of there's probably some dads involved in this. There, actually, mm-hmm. there is one dad. Remember, you said that later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my topic. This is a thing that I feel like has gotten some coverage recently, but I just found out about it like a month and a half ago, and I thought, oh, I'd really like to go on to think them can talk about this and uh in the meantime I, I couldn't make one episode and paul gave me so much subtweet bullshit on the oh, next yeah. episode we also claimed we murdered you yeah right episode. which i let me, they did not even attempt to murder me uh, anybody listening to this they are all talk <laughs> he here thinks, he <laughs> thinks we didn't attempt to murder him <laughs> he's wrong as he's gonna find out about 25 minutes as into this episode. As best I can episode. tell, all you did was accidentally inject my dad with non-cancer cells. <laughs> um, I still lull you into a false sense of security. But I would like no. to point out, too, that last week, Paul canceled Think when I was ready to go. So now we got to murder Paul. <laughs> Anyways, my topic. That, that's I, in the works. I have, I have higher <clears throat> privileges on this podcast than you. It's <laughs> not how it works, bucko. <laughs> so anyways, my... Jordan Peterson shit. <laughs> Oh, uh, my Harold, how far are we along in this? Uh, 11 minutes. All right, that's a good place that's to stop. That's a good intro time, yeah. That's a good place so to my, stop. That's my topic uh, is, is um, it's about law enforcement. And, Ooh. <laughs> and I don't know if y'all know what this is about to be about. Mm, but, cops, um, the TV show. What do y'all know about a guy named Mr. Big? Um, he's the on-again, off-again love interest of Carrie Bradshaw from hit HBO show. That's quite Sex true. Sex in the city. And Here's they what, wind up together at the end. And I his know, first name's something. They reveal it. 
this is what I know about sex in the city. This is unrelated to your topic, but here's what I know about sex in the city. <laughs> yeah. When I went on vacation with my family to Vermont, mm-hmm. we stayed at a nice little uh, like inn in Stowe, Vermont. And I feel like this is going to be a 35 minute. <laughs> I couldn't sleep one night. And this, I was probably like 14. I was listening to the album Breakfast in America by Supertramp. That's a good album. This is the only CD that I brought with me. There uh, is a uh, video on YouTube about how a man explains that the cover for that predicted album. Predicted 9-11. Yeah, it's very good. I recommend it. Yeah, sir. Um, I have to check that out. But uh, I couldn't sleep one night. So I went down to the... They had like, like most inns, hotel kind of places. They have like a... A cheap workout room. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went down to the workout room so that I could just like run on a treadmill, um, which is not a thing that I ever do. Uh, and Sex in the City was on the TV, and I saw like half an episode, and I was 14, and I had no idea what the hell was going on, because I didn't know what sex was. Did you know what a city was? I didn't know what a city was. <laughs> Um, and I wasn't familiar with any of the characters. There's a. Um, is the punchline just how you're you don't not understand. aware of sex in the city? If you don't understand, no, just, sex, is there, that's, is there that's more? That's of my this? Own, that's, no, my only. My, all I'm saying is like uh, that's my only experience it, with sex in the city. Is that you my saw it and you didn't is, understand it? Yeah, I just don't know what it is. My, okay. My question is, if you don't understand sex, can you really even understand the city? Uh, fellas, <laughs> let's talk about this. Let's turn these chairs my around. My only thing about sex in the city was that my my. Uh, high school girlfriend liked it a lot, and I didn't want to watch it because I was shy of the word sex. Mm-hmm. That one, she's, okay, you know, she's cool. I um, I get it back then. I took an online test and found out that I'm a Carrie, so I'm very interested in this Mr. Big thing. Yeah, I found out that I'm a Ross. <laughs> okay, I don't know what other tie-ins we're going to be able to make to. Uh, I think we've exhausted our references. My topic here. Um, so, Mr. Big. Is the name? It's also sometimes referred to as the Canadian technique. Okay. And the point of it is it like a fisting <laughs> technique? Or? It all sounds super sexualized. And when you think about the fact that the people who came up with it are called Mounties, it's pretty yeah. Mr. Funny. Big is absolutely the name of a dildo designed specifically for, for like Mounties. Strap- well, strap-on. It's like a strap-on harness. Yeah. So. Um, Mr. Big is a sting operation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was developed by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, popularly referred to as Mounties, in the early 90s. Um, is it a- tantric? Sorry, I was trying to think of a sting joke. <laughs> Finally got there. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of opportunities for this in, in this. And it's I gonna thought go- you would have gone in with I'm, the I'm, sting. I'm just going to say, like, I oh, want to no, know. I don't remember that movie that well. It's not going to be like John Massey co-host sad. Like, it's not going to be, like, that kind of sad, but this topic, in my mind, is deeply sad. Guest. Co- yeah, guest. guest. He's not a co-host. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, the uh, Mr. Big is an investigation technique used by undercover police in Canada. It's illegal in the United States, but it's legal in various forms in places like Australia and New Zealand, the United Kingdom. Probably, if other countries wanted to mimic it, they could, but it's, it is illegal in the United States. It's actually illegal? Uh, police cannot do it here. Weird. Yeah, it's one of the. It's here? one of like two Canada? things. That yeah, police... I was gonna say uh, it sounds like a thing that they probably do do, <laughs> but they're not supposed to. It's one to. of like the two things that police in America are not allowed to do. Is it this like? I have so many questions, and I know we're going to get into it, but right now, the way you're describing this makes it sound like it's like a. T- when you say investigation technique, the only thing I can think of is like 
It's like, oh, it's a technique like where, you know, your buddy gets down on his hands and knees behind somebody and you push him back <laughs> over him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a technique like that. And they're like, oh, that's that's too dastardly. It's illegal. So what happens uh, in this is, to me, batshit insane. Uh, police officers create a fictitious criminal organization okay. and seduce a suspect into joining. Okay, yeah, so this is entrapment. <laughs> yeah, this is, what you're do is that is entrapment. Podcast over. Yeah, okay. Um, do they not have entrapment in Canada? What do you wait? What do you mean this is illegal? The FBI does this all the time. <laughs> they find someone who's vaguely brown and like has seen a doctor at once, and is just like, "Hey, kid, we'll give you five hundred dollars if you buy a gun and." go to the post office or whatever and then they arrest him and throw him into jail forever and go yeah we did it we prevented terrorism yep that's uh why did they have to see a doctor once oh uh, because they want to get people who are vaguely mentally like ill oh uh, okay i understand so you know they they they, they um it's easier to pressure them into mm-hmm. doing stuff yeah once the, the the people who are usually targeted by this the suspects uh are vampires Usually, like uh, possible, they're, they're suspects in like cold case type crimes, um, but there's not a lot of evidence substantiating their uh, their relationship with that crime. So this is a way that the Canadian Mounties uh, discovered to, to try to get a confession out of them to bypass the fact that they don't have evidence. All right, I stopped listening to you after cold case because I want to take it back real quick a second. <laughs> Emily Deschanel? Oh, no, I was going to say... Uh, oh, that's, what, that's bone. That's, yeah, that's bone. Uh, I don't know what she's doing now would, with new girls. Wouldn't uh, all cases in Canada technically be cold cases? Because it's like always winter up there. <laughs> that's one for, for Paul's dad. Yeah, putting... Put remember when we talked about having a soundboard? <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be where like the... Like like oh this is a this is a stinker of a joke like a toilet flushing yeah I think we should bring back this soundboard idea I was gonna say Justin Trudeau and that could also be a toilet flushing so usually <laughs> these I'm just gonna <laughs> just roll power, right by power on through having to talk that's about what that, this man. show's about um, you've listened to this before yeah <laughs> uh, so you know what you're getting yourself into so uh, usually the people who are sort of targeted by this are socially isolated or like financially stressed people folks who probably don't have a lot of outlets a lot of friends um, like some social awkwardness that kind of thing that um, usually begins when police uh, place the subject under surveillance for an extended period of time to kind of learn their habits and, and everything for like five or six months or something like that um, until operatives um, can can manufacture an interaction with the subject. Um, so operatives, uh, they could engineer like a chance meeting at like the suspect's favorite bar. You know, if they wa- if they are like watching the suspect, like you know, if I wanted to like do so you, this to you, yeah. What you're saying is that guy you, at Deadpool Two was was, <laughs> it was the police's attempt to Mister Big Me. I mean, like <laughs> uh, Big Me. Uh, uh-huh. to talk about it. No, we can't sing this. We can't sing the Foo song right now. What was the song? Uh, Big Me by the band Foo Fighters. Oh, okay, it's Foo Fighters <laughs> song. Yep. Yeah, uh, they're litigious. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's another way they rip, it's another way they rip off Tom Petty. Mm. Um, but uh, here, come here for your sick Foo Fighters burns. Dave um, litigious grohl. <laughs> but uh, Pat, uh, Pat litigious smear. I don't know anybody else in that band. 
Um, <laughs> I only knew one. So, like, say, like, you know, Paul, like, we were going, like, if, if, if I was doing it to Nick, like, I would, like, start going to Ar- to like listing loon a whole bunch or, uh-huh. or, or you with Arlen. So would you like you just be then be like, hey kid, you like crime? You just like start talking the way you start talking to someone at a mm-hmm. bar. You know? Okay. Um <laughs> just or, like man, or, another man thing you know that, what's cool? Doing crime. Uh, another thing <laughs> I love it. It's so fun. You wanna do some crime together? Another I know th- a guy. His name's Mr. Big. Another thing <laughs> <laughs> No, not the sex in the city, Mr. Big. I do not know him. Um, no, he's the head of a big crime syndicate. You know, he's looking one for of those people to do crimes that, with. Yeah, one of those guys that do big crimes. <laughs> so, um, that, that, a famous <laughs> example, something that happened in one case I read about was that uh, a police officer, like, you know, went to a guy's house saying he had a flat tire and asked the guy if he could help him change his tire. And mm. the guy came out because there was he didn't have anything else going on. He came out and helped the guy change his tire. The guy started talking to him and then like found a, like a like guy was really into hockey because Canada and so it was really into hockey um, and like got him tickets to to a hockey match and they went like later like just turned into this whole thing like, a hockey match. What are they called? It's a game. I wouldn't call it a game. <laughs> it's a game. <laughs> I don't think we have any Canadian listeners. It's yeah. right. uh, do they do this in Mexico? Is it legal in Mexico? I bet they could if they wanted to. So these these things you can, can do usually... anything in Mexico if you try hard enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once these things expand out, there's oftentimes like fifty to sixty operatives involved. Like it's to wow. get one guy. It's fucking expensive. What a, what a god. So um, what a bad use of resource. Like uh, there's why. So after this the, just kind of seems like a role playing game for cops. Think, like they're yeah. just having fun making a fake bored. criminal organization. <laughs> they just wanted to test their acting chops out. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, but so they have like they like engineer these chance encounters or whatever, and then they like uh, get close to the suspect, but through like gifts, but not or, too close. Not too close. Not yet. Yes. Yeah. Hold back. That. Not yet. Um, after a relationship forms and they start learning more about each other this guy the, the suspect might start to think about the mountie <laughs> operative or they as, like to be kissed <laughs> yeah uh once they start making out you know he might ask a question like hey what do you do for work that kind of thing hello talk you know. um and the the operative will pretend to be withholding with that information they'll be like oh i can't tell you i can't tell you about what i do for work uh, it's it's a secret thing. Okay, this is just the Sawyer Griff from Lost. <laughs> yeah, where right. Or just... that thing in the uh, the thing in the leftovers where the guy or the guy's trying to get Nora to ask him what he does for a living the whole night, oh. and he's just and then when she finally does, he says like, "You don't want to know what I do for a living." It's like a pickup line. Oh yeah, the guy makes the bodies or whatever the dolls. Yeah, spoiler alerts uh, for a show that came out four years ago. Um, it's also, um, I feel like it's you get kind of like a the guy from. Um, Perfect strangers that's in there. Yeah. So basically the cops just flirt with a person. Yeah. They flirt with them. And I don't think they start doing anything uh more than flirting. But this is like some sexual. Well cool. actually so so this, I was gonna save this till later, but actually like a big problem with this has been that like in the, the cops fall in love. No, no, no. <laughs> in the UK or some shit, like if they're ever investigating a woman and the woman thinks like Oh, this cop wants to have sex with me. The cops will have sex with that woman because they, their justification is that if I didn't, it would blow my cover. Yeah, this is just sexual <laughs> coercion of like a, that's God. How is this illegal in America? This seems <laughs> yeah. Um, what the? F- so is it only in the UK? 
Because the way you phrased it made it sound like only the UK oh, cops. Sorry, that was that was where I read Canadians about this. Do not have sex? But like okay. they, they even like have kids and shit sometimes. Yeah. Like it's a whole. Well, you can't thing. blow their cover yeah. until you get done and start blowing this dick. Right, but imagine having, imagine like being somebody who has like a kid with, and then you look at that kid and forever you're like, oh, this is someone who I thought was like a friend of mine, and I then they like, wound up arresting me. I feel like we could write a script called like Deep Cover. That's an action comedy about. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Big falls um, in love. So, uh, you know the 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 operative kind of like the operative is like flashing all this money and like they're like buying all these things all the time. They're able to like get the the suspect like if the suspect says like I'm hungry, they go get food. If the suspect they like get like really good like alcohol for them when they go out to the suspect's favorite bar, they buy them tickets to their favorite sporting events, that kind of thing. Um, they like go out on boats and stuff. They like so they make it look like they, like this oh, person has a really man. lavish lifestyle, but then like doesn't like won't tell them what they do for a living. I really want this to be done on a suspect who's really into like weird fetish things, like it's like a furry <laughs> or whatever, and the cops gotta be like. Oh, you want a you want a first suit? I'll get you a first suit. You want a yip? What's your first sauna? <laughs> yeah, just real quick. Like, what's everyone's first sauna? What's Harold's first sauna? First sauna. First sauna. You're like, like what animal I would? Be? Oh, yeah. In it's, the furry it's, world. Like you know how people would say like, "What's your spirit animal?" And then we all realize like that's kind of messed up. Um. It's this is like uh, this is a workaround. <laughs> yeah, this is the workaround <laughs> that's not messed up at all. What's yours? Um, are buffaloes involved? I'd like to I be a buffalo. I think they can be. Mm. I'd like to be a buffalo. Okay. Well, it's not what you'd like to be. It's what you are deep inside. I think I'm like an old hurt dog. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, like, you're just a dog with a cast getting banged. <laughs> <laughs> just like a... There's a limp, you know? Yeah. You just got bumps My eyes all over are crusty. <laughs> yeah. There's like a you patch got- of fur that's just <laughs> different. <laughs> Yeah, you got tumors. Like, Paul, what's your persona? Man, I don't know. Like, a seal. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're a seal. The singer? Yeah, seal. <laughs> All right. Harold, we're going to come back to you. What about you? You said oh, a llama. llama. Yeah, All right, like Emperor's llama? New Groove style. That makes me feel good about the buffalo choice, because I feel like these aren't traditional yeah. picks. Everyone's like, I'm a fox. It's like, well, everyone wants to be a fox. Yeah, foxes are fucking sexy. can't all be foxes. Well, oh. they, the problem is that they make fox tail butt plugs to put into your butt, but they don't make buffalo <laughs> tail butt plugs. They probably have the horns. Oh, they definitely they have They definitely the have the horns. <laughs> um, if not, you can always go to like an Outback Steakhouse and just get your own. So this 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 person get, got him up on the wall. So okay. so so to get back to Mr. Big, the the first the, con, the first point of contact will be like saying like what's uh you know like how do you uh, how do you afford all of this stuff you're doing? And the person will be like, oh, I can't tell you. I'm joking around. Oh, if I if I tell you, I have to kill you. But they'll start like dropping hints that it's something illegal, you know. Um, and eventually they will mention that there's like an opportunity. Or something, or like saying, like, hey, if you help me with this thing, I'll give you 50 bucks. If you drive this truck across town, don't ask what's in the back, don't ask where you're taking to, I'll give you like 100 bucks or something like that. Just like petty, like small things at first. Um, but but over time, like those add up into like some more and more investment in the group. Uh, and then the, the suspect is introduced to the wider network and this gang um, and begins meeting all these other operatives. 
they befriend them like similarly. They'll befriend the suspect similarly until the suspect feels like they're part of that gang. Uh, then the operatives will enlist the suspect in petty tasks. They're like usually like small crimes. They actually Guitar get them to commit playing. crimes. Like they'll get them to like break into houses. They making, are not coordinating with the, the homeowner or anything like that. Making, They're just like getting this person on the hook for small crimes. Yeah, making platinum um, records. And so they, they try and find someone who doesn't have a friend. Yeah. And then they become their worst friend. Yeah, right. Cool. But also their only friend. Yeah. Which is always your best friend. Your huh. only friend is always your best friend. <laughs> and your worst friend. <laughs> and sometimes they're Mr. Big. Uh, so they pay them for, for like, they, they'll pay them for their service to the gang. Uh, the, the, the tasks become more frequent and more important seeming. You can't see me. I'm doing air quotes around the word important. Mm-hmm. So like eventually they're like flat out making drug deals and, and stuff like they're like, you know, drugs for cash, often with real addicts who aren't being informed that like this is part of a police operation or Good. anything like that. Um, Love our justice system. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's illegal um, here. Love the Canadian justice system. The then then the gangs start doing this thing where they treat the suspect as if they're like a superstar. They're like, oh my gosh, you are so good at gang life. Like like, sign, sign like my you're this up and comer. Like, huh? Like sign my chest, superstar. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Here's my baby. <laughs> Shake my baby or whatever. Oh, that comes up later in this too. Uh, <laughs> what? Um, I'm excited. So. They, they treat this person like they're like both a friend but also really good at something and so this the, you know like your psychology you're going to become like more invested in staying involved and stuff like that uh and so then eventually think- eventually the gang will introduce you to mr big an operative known only as Mr. Big. It's Justin Trudeau. I think we should, we should take Wearing a break a as we build up the su- suspense of meeting Mr. Big. Let's take a quick commercial break. I gotta go. That's to, definitely to go not to, from the Canadian police. Yeah, I gotta go take a uh, go see Mr. Big about a meeting right now. <laughs> I gotta go see Mr. Big about a crime syndicate. Is that? That's both. Those, I think both. You gonna poop? Or is that? I'm pooping euphemism for poop. We'll be right back. Hey, do you like doing crimes? It's nice, us too. Uh, we should get together sometime and maybe do some crimes together. There's a bunch of people here and they all want to be your friend if you like doing crimes. Uh, you can contact us at, uh, not 911. How about you just, uh, you can message the, uh, Think uh, Twitter account at Think the Podcast, and, uh, you know, we'll be in touch. We got some, uh, crime-loving people that would love to talk to you that are not cops. And uh, definitely not Canadian based on this accent. So, uh, do you like doing crimes? Us too. Uh, how about uh, you'd like to get together with some crime-loving folks and uh, do some crimes? You can, uh, don't contact us at uh, not 911. You can just message through the uh, theme Twitter account. What is this? Is an Irish accent now? Do you like doing crimes? God, okay. I, I'm not gonna get it today. Uh, you get the joke, right? It's all right. It's like a Mr. Big thing. Keep listening. Thanks. Sign up for the Patreon. Bye. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. 
appreciate oh, having the AC on. Coming, coming back from this break with the intensity of a Category 5 hurricane. Speaking of Category 5 hurricane, did you hear that the death toll in Puerto Rico is about 70 times higher than what they originally said? Yep. Like 4,600 people instead of the original 64. Yeah. This is themed. <laughs> <laughs> this is themed death count. <laughs> A new segment we're doing. It's a new segment where I get, just get really depressed about oh. our government's inability to like care for. But yeah, seriously, citizens. that's deeply fucked up. Puerto Rican statehood now. Yeah, I don't know if that would actually make a difference, but uh, you know, it would do something. Anyway, yeah, that's an official stance of theme. Tweet at John Kasich. Yep. Tell uh, tell John Kasich at John Kasich. Make John Kasich Puerto Rico statehood now. Yep. <laughs> he can do it. He's tell, governor. Give it Ohio State. God. Statehood. Tell him um, he can be Puerto Rico's governor. And then we'll put him on a ship and send him into the Arctic. Oh, so so Mr. Big? <laughs> yeah, so back to Mr. Mr. Big. Mr. Uh, Big is, of course, a police interrogator when you meet him. You don't know this, but he is one. Um, he. What do they dress him like? He's like the crime boss, right? How do you get I a- imagine the pin from Brick. How do you get a job as a police interrogator? Like somebody who interrogates probably got to be really good at like pounding people's heads off tables. Mm-hmm. So like the rock. I think know. it's just like you got to like look like you're just standing there and then do a quick gut punch and then go back to normal. Do you you, you got to get good at the gut punches. Do you see the Patton Oswalt thing about how he thinks that the Joker in the Dark Knight is former like military intelligence. Military that intelligence. That was like a cracked.com article from yeah. forever ago. Oh, was it? Yeah, I, I mean, Patton maybe Oswald he wrote it, it, but yeah, mm-hmm. and it, all right, maybe it was written after he said that. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, you broke the cardinal rule of podcasting, which is a, this is a mystery. I'm going to go ahead and say mystery science theater three thousand bit. Where you never remind somebody of a better film while you're watching a bad film. Oh no, that's and that's, we just reminded people of better comedian. I think that your Patton Oswalt. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that I think that the Joker because he's not a very good. Highlighting he made your, that pencil disappear. Highlighting your references is a magic a, act. Uh, That's not a comedy bit. I'll say what I always say when we talk about covering songs is that highlighting your references is an olive branch to the audience. Okay, it's an olive branch. Let's get back to Mr. Big. Mr. Big will uh, take the suspect under their wing, you know, so they'll like say they'll like be like, "Hey, you've got a lot of potential here." Yeah, so what's Mr. Big's person? <laughs> yeah, is he like a big bird? I think Mr. Big is supposed to be like a panther Ooh. or a like uh, a like leopard. A, no, not a leopard. Something a chinchilla. Something, kind of like a what's a what's a big scary animal that can also be tender and show mercy. Mm, like a appa from lion uh, avatar. Um. Mr. Big kind of like if you cook a, hippo? A, if you cook a crocodile long enough, I believe the meat gets kind of tender. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> so uh, he'll take this person under their it's wings, the suspect under their wings, and 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 you know tell them about all the potential that he sees in them, and the ways in which uh, they're essential to the to this organization, the future of this organization, and everything. Get them to commit like bigger and bigger crimes, and and. You know, at this point, like, the gang is kind of the suspect's uh, entire social life, right? Like, their entire social circle. They were, like, kind of isolated, loners before, and now they feel like they've got, like, a family. Like, a group of people who knows them and appreciates them and stuff. Um, They might not feel great about what they do, 
you know, and but but I don't know. It's it's it's. A, I have such a hot take that literally is too hot to talk mm, about. No, say it. On, say it. On the, say it. No, all hot. I, say it. This will get. I will hear no end of this from our twenty-seven listeners. Let's hear it. This is exactly what the U.S. military does. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean they, that's the thing. They try to get like people it's soldiers. Like, they, they, yeah, they target they target people who like are needy. Like, hey, we'll pay for your school or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, they bring you in. They tell you they you climb the ranks. They tell you how good job you're doing. How you're doing as you're doing worse and worse things overseas. <laughs> Oh, I thought more. I thought you were gonna go more the direction of them trying to get people to like admit that they're in ISIS or something like that. No, but I mean, like, I mean, like literal military members being exploited by the, the the. Let me be clear. My issue is not with the individual military members. My issue is with the U.S. military as a whole, which takes advantage of individuals. Yes, that's why this mm. is a hot take. It's a hot take. This is Paul's hot take. I was, don't put my name on that. Mm. <laughs> That's so, that's where we'd have a sound effect if uh, we had a soundboard. It'd so be like a sizzle. The, the next step for for a Mr. Big operation after like the suspect has gotten to know all the operatives and Mr. Big and kind of tie their self worth into being involved with this group is that the group will then become a little uh, traditionally become a little distant from. I'm gonna quote John here and say nothing better than telling your story while both hosts are on their cell phones. I was, I was just looking at memes, memes to like be a little happy for a second. No, you don't get that. You oh. get happy afterwards. Okay. Uh, Paul didn't even realize he said that. <laughs> no, he yeah, did. He, I, just, I, he just didn't care. What? Um, I literally did not hear what you said. So the next step is they. they at, at this point, like. After this becomes basically a suspect's entire world, the organization will start to like distance themselves a little bit, like act cold towards them a little bit, and it'll get them really worked up and anxious and nervous and wondering why. Um, and then Mr. Big will call them in for a meeting and say, like, hey, a payrolled police officer told me that you're linked to this old crime. And this is where they start talking about the crime that they've been trying to get this person. To try to get them to conf- confess to this crime. Yeah, and so the the guy, the, the police officer will say something like, my payroll police officer can like get rid of the evidence if you just admit that it was you who did it. Or my Jesus. payroll police officer, you know, you just can like make things disappear. Can We can frame somebody. Uh, you know, the, like a famous thing is like, they will have, t- they'll say like, you know, the one of the guys in this group is like terminally ill. And he'll go to prison because they'll treat him with for his medical bills if he goes there. Like they'll, yeah. they'll they'll give him medical treatment if he goes, so we can frame him for it, and he'll be okay with that. And like they tie, or or they'll just, or they could also sometimes get like intimidating, and they'll say like, "You need to tell me you did this right now." And they will not accept like, "I didn't do this." They won't accept that as an answer, as a famous thing, because they'll either decide you didn't do it uh, later, like they'll say like, based off that conversation, I don't think this guy did it. Or they'll say, like, they just, like, will, like, accept the confession. How but, often have the cops ever gotten, like, like forced somebody to confess to a crime and then later turned around and been like, actually, you know what? I don't think they did it. Um, wait, so when it says old crime, is that prior to the person that's, being Mr. Big? That's, yes. Yeah, that's the cold case. That's, yeah. what, they, okay. that's, what, that's, they started, that's why they start Mr. Yeah. Big. That's what they started now. this the whole time. Okay. To try to get them for this crime. Um, Again, this, this is happening. Like the, the, so, so much work. Like, what crime could this person possibly have committed? The I mean, they're, are like, they're murders. Like, they, like they, they're trying to get them what for. Mur- one 
okay, this is callous. <laughs> How many people did they murder that the police are like, we're going to dedicate thousands and thousands and thousands of man hours yeah. and like work to catch this one person? So since its implementation in the 90s, well, okay, sorry. Let me backtrack a little bit. So they, they, they like the, the they demand the confession, you know, Mr. Big will not like take no for an answer. Um, he's trying to like get you to confess. And a lot of times people do confess. Um, and they come to two conclusions. Either this person confessed and we believe them and they arrest them on the spot, which has got to be the most like, if you didn't do it, it's probably one of the, which happens, which has happened a few times at least. Probably all the time. Uh, if you did not do it, and you're arrested by these people who just like, th- like that's gonna be like the most earth-shattering moment of your life. But also like, uh, like if they think they're innocent, they'll just like disappear. They'll just be like gone. And I'm then, like, surprised they that they don't like... arrest you for the crimes that they had you commit. <laughs> so either way, you just got trust issues for the rest. Oh yeah, of your life like that's a big this. thing. Like yeah. So but but since its implementation, this this started It'd in the early so 90s. It'd be so hard to join a prison gang after that. Yeah. You know. Right. This started in the early 90s. The uh, Mounties say that they've used this in more than 400 investigations. Wow. Uh, yeah, what's they, their success rate? Okay, so they claim that the person of interest is either cleared of charges or, or charged with something in 75% of all cases, meaning a quarter of them are inconclusive. Uh, and the ones that are tried are nearly all convicted. They're almost all ways... Uh, found guilty mm-hmm. yeah sure um yeah. because they've confessed <laughs> you know, right again yeah uh, and well, a lot of times like they've confessed while also after having committed crimes already so they're like yeah. screwed there's regardless. there's one person who i was reading about and like i don't want to like i mean some of these people did like wind up like they would lead like the police to like uh, where they left the bodies or something like that. oh like, yeah like, I, i'm sure there's a few instances which even it was the true. police will somehow bass bass backwards stumble their way into solving a crime once or now yeah i don't know if the if the views of of Paul Vine, host of Thimp, was were clear on cops on this podcast before, but if they weren't, I am bringing them out in full force tonight. Uh, but anyways... I uh, don't think any cops have gotten past the first minute of this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Um, if... Wait, are we being Mr. Big right now? Are you, are you there, a cop? There, there, are, there are people... <laughs> there are people, though, also who say, like, you know, I confessed, and later I pled guilty, but I did not commit this crime. I just, like slowly was convinced i must have committed this crime and after racking my brain on it for hours like i did not yeah because there were i probably shouldn't use the term gaslighting but that's the first thing that came to mind yeah, I mean, by the it's cops like, it's like yeah if you want to use that term outside of the context of which red and blue lighting yeah there's there's a, i mean you could like no. yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's, an, it's an, no. so like that's a big thing though like a lot of people a lot of legal minds uh, are obviously super against this, like this whole practice. Yeah, how, um, I just did you get any information on explicitly why this is illegal in America? I don't know why it's illegal in America. I didn't look that far. Okay. I think I was just kind I, of again, shocked. Again, my was. guess is that the U.S. police have like there's one particular thing that they're just like that's slightly even, different. Yeah, even that's too much. Yeah, because like everything else. Like everything that, like, I feel like everything else is something that, like, people would be on board with. Like, maybe there's just not enough manpower. There's too many crimes. That's probably in what it is. It's probably not cost effective enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So, oh yeah, wow, the, you got two got, more pages. I, I got a couple <laughs> cases here. I'll talk yeah, about in a minute. Let's get into but, specifics. But so obviously, this is something that makes a lot of people really uncomfortable. Uh, and and a lot yeah, of people I would say think getting that, arrested for a crime makes me uncomfortable. I think that a lot of legal minds Prison? think of this as being like state-sponsored deception, uh, or, or like, and obviously, like they also commit state-sponsored crimes a lot of the time. Like they they make yeah, it's just the whole thing. Uh, the state hey. inter, the state interjects itself in someone's life and just like, like you got to change money the whole direction to make of it. money. You got to commit crime to solve crime, <laughs> and that's the truth. Uh, and it also there's Artemis also from the start of it. there's also a lot of concern about it creating false or coerced confessions uh, because the suspect was just like I'm gonna lose all my friends if I don't say I did this. Um, His friends that they don't know are so there's a couple cases uh, there's a couple cases I'll talk about here and there are one of these some of this is gonna get into some content warning territory like some violence I'm gonna th- discuss briefly some of the crimes these people were confessing to all right uh so if you're squeamish that's totally understandable do not feel yeah so just like violence i I like to think like just like gross i like to think i'm not terribly squeamish we're really bad about content warning stuff Uh, yes i'm very good at it (laughs) we can we can focus on that in the future uh but so, do you remember the one time when we listened to that one crime pod? Snow. Yeah, Sword and it was scale. just terrible. <laughs> Actually, I freaked out a little bit because while I was researching this topic, I realized that Sword and Scale has an episode about it. Really? And I was like, man, I hope Nick didn't hear that. I don't episode. think there's a lot of crossover. <laughs> I, I After we listened to that one episode where it was just like yeah. terrible mutilation, it's like, yeah, I don't want to listen to this anymore. I <laughs> yeah. think I'm done. I'm pretty think- sure that guy also is bad. Like... Like yeah, the way he fucking describes like crimes and violence, well, he gets off on it. It's weird. <clears throat> yeah, but I, I mean, like beyond that, like I've heard like he's he's there's like some stuff that he like harasses people on like Twitter or something. Yeah, I just, some, <clears throat> I can't. Mm, <laughs> I I would believe that. Not researching yeah, it. I don't. I don't. I don't know enough. Sure but I, I remember there was some hubbub about the. I think there's something off so, about that guy. So. Uh, getting back to this topic and a couple cases about it, uh, the pretty much Mounties were allowed to run free with this as a tactic. I mean, they still do it, but in recent years, and I'll get into one of these cases here in a minute, but in recent years, uh, Canadian Supreme courts have been like, okay, it has to be really fucking good for us to allow this. Like it has to like, you know, the term that they use in legal speak is like, the probative value has to substantially outweigh the prejudicial value. Oh, now that you put it that way, it makes a lot more sense to me. <laughs> okay, that sounds like some shit an alien says before they do something. Oh, that's our laws, though. Like, yeah. that's how, like, lawyers talk. Like, yeah. all lawyers are lawyers, all cops are bastards. Two and a half years. And, and that's how they try to get us twenty drunk 20-year-olds to talk. Yeah, it's just like... Uh, yeah, you can see that my client didn't admit uh, pro tempo he- hastus corpus uh, to the crime. I feel like you're Therefore, talking about math rock oh, now. So, so getting into this a little bit. Uh, in October of 83, um, there was Good year. a couple of... There was a, a teenage couple from Winnipeg, uh, and Andrea Scherpf and Bernd... Gorick? What is, what is it when they get the little dots, the omelette? What, um, what, what is that O sound? It's like a I I think it's like a, almost like an E. Gurk? Gurik, whatever. Gurik. They were murdered. <laughs> oh, okay, um, well. 
1991. Bad laughing. So eight years later, yeah. uh, Apologize. Well, the laugh wasn't at them being murdered. The laugh was at the delivery of the phrase they were murdered. My very good comedic timing. (laughs) That was good comedic timing. Andy Rose uh, was convicted eight years later, 1991, of these killings, and uh, they get him by relied. This relied almost exclusively on testimony brought from a Mr. Big Sting. So. Um, why? In 1990, oh, sorry. sorry, why Mr. Big? Like, why is that the name? Yeah. Because it just not? sounds like, if you're somebody who's, like, isolated and stuff, and you're entering a gang for the first time, I imagine that could sound like a but possible... But do they call him Mr. Big? Yeah, they do. Senor Usually. So, uh, in Canada, they are always, they were always Mr. Big. My guess is they've probably changed the name. Yeah, because I bet popular. some people caught on, like, somebody, <laughs> some, somebody was just, like, re- somebody like you read this article, and the next time the cops tried to get into, like, we want you to meet Mr. Big, and he's just like, uh-uh, I know oh, where this goes. You're all cops. There was, there was, all cops. There was actually, there was actually the, play, the, the way I heard about this, actually, was because earlier this year, it's a case I didn't. I'm not going to talk about here too much because I don't fully understand. It seems like the person may have actually done this, but just like known how to toe the, the like talking about the law or something. But there was a case uh, this year that happened, and, and basically he went to the public and said like, "No, I was in a Mr. Big operation," and that's how a lot of awareness got started about this. So, so I don't think they, they really called. Okay. Him if Mr. you were Big gonna, anymore. yeah, if you were gonna rename it instead of Mr. Big, what would yours be? Mr. Buffalo. <laughs> got buffaloes on the brain. <laughs> Fursona Prime. Yep. Jack <laughs> Thurman. <laughs> it's like, we need to bring you in to talk to the boss. Jack, Jack Thurman. Thurman. That does sound like a boss's name. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, Rick New. <laughs> no, no. But like... <laughs> Elliot Reinhold. Thunderfoot. Elliot Reinhold, that's a good one. <laughs> Jack Conway, who I'm pretty sure is like run for governor of Kentucky a bunch, but I think that's a good name for a John Kasich. John <laughs> <laughs> um, But it doesn't have an H. Yeah. So this guy Andy Rose John This guy Andy Rose was convicted <laughs> on testimony brought forth from a Mr. Big investigation. Uh in 2001, that was thrown out. Um, the, Andy Rose had been contacted by the Mounties um, to gain. Uh, they attempted to gain his trust in this Mr. Big operation and uh, get him to confess to, to these murders. And part of the way they did that was, you know, like what we were talking about earlier, getting him to commit these petty crimes with them over time. Also, uh, when he met with Mr. Big in July of 1999. Um, or sorry, in July of 1989, um, uh, Rose initially reaffirmed that he was innocent, um, but then Mr. Big said that he didn't believe him, and knowing that Andy Rose was like a sober former alcoholic, said like you should drink that beer, and then like Andy Rose drank like four beers and then confessed. To having committed this crime as Mr. Big pressured him more and more. Yeah, uh, this nothing about this seems sketchy at all. <laughs> so <laughs> this he, is a good process. In, in 2001, DNA evidence proved that he could not have done it and did not do it. Yeah. And so he was he was acquitted. Out that he was dead the entire time. Uh, the big Can I case, change my Mr. Big to Captain Jack Sparrow? <laughs> <laughs> that would work. I'm kind of just imagining Johnny Depp the more we say Mr. Big, by the way. <laughs> It's either that or Tom Hanks, because yeah. that was the name of his character from that movie was Mr. Big, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, Mr. B- so this is the big case that kind of shifted the Canadian public's 
uh, reaction to this or kind of like their awareness of it. But uh, in 2005... How about one more interjection. How about Chris Knopf? That's the name of the actual actor who plays <laughs> Mr. Mr. Big. Yeah. <laughs> that works. I should have uh, said that earlier. I'm going to edit it so I say that earlier because that's a good, it's a better it's joke. Sounds smarter. It's All right, smarter. So, Comedy. who played? Mar- <laughs> who 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 did she? Who did he? Sorry, date? quick detour here. Who did he date in Sex in the City? Carrie, Carrie, who was played by Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker. Also, that, did you know Kyle McLaughlin Mich- was on Sex in the City? Yes. Yeah. Huh. I had never even watched that show. On he played that. Dougie because I wondered what. He was- <laughs> <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I think. Uh, so, uh, the the big case that kind of changed the direction of Mr. The Mr. Big, the cases, Mr. big Case. Yes. Uh, was a, the case of a guy named Nelson Hart. Uh, in 2005, uh, Nelson Hart was charged with the deaths of his twin two-year-old daughters. Oh. They died as a result of drowning oh. um, uh, in, um, in 2002. Um, Hart claimed that he had taken the girls uh, to Little Harbor which I don't, don't know where that is, but it's in Canada, uh, where there was a small wharf. Is that what that's called? Wharf? Yeah, wharf. Wharf, yeah. okay. The Klingon from Next Generation? <laughs> yeah, they, you got it. <laughs> I just know that there's a Grateful Dead song called Wharf Rat. Um, oh. So Krista, who's one of his daughters, fell off of the wharf, and Hart oh. was not able to swim. So he panicked, and he left to get help, leaving the other child there. Um, and later in a later interview, Hart claimed that he had had a seizure at the time. He had a history of having seizures, uh, and and um, his other daughter also fell into the water while he was gone, according to him. So he drove home and returned to his wife, Nova uh, Scotia. That's where they're from, or that's where that's where this... that's where Little Harbor is. Okay, sorry, I was just so Nova Scotia, just south of Prince Edward Island. If okay. you know where that gotcha. is. Gotcha. So. What is Nova Scotia Latin for? It means New Scotland. Does it? I think so. Me too. Um, it's definitely New something. I feel like that was a question on HQ trivia or whatever it's called bet, the other yeah. day. Um, so, oh, Scott Rakowski. That's another good name for him. <laughs> uh, Post Malone is also a very good name for Pretty Mr. much Bay. any of his <laughs> self-given names. So this guy leaves. His daughters are, are falling. Fell in the water. He's panicking because he can't swim. He has like a seizure, which causes him uh, out of the panic, which he has a history of. Um, and he, when he comes to, he's freaking out. He drives home and comes back with his wife. And unfortunately, both of his daughters uh, had drowned at that point. So, so they fell in the water, and he just left. Yeah. Oh, not a good thing to do. No. But, but the police, a crime. the police suspected that he actually did like drowned on purpose. I don't know why they had that that sus- the suspicion. I couldn't find it anywhere. So did he just push him? They think this sounds like the plot to Shutter Island. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of like that. So the, just picture Leonardo DiCaprio as as Nelson Hart. Um, mm. So the Mister Big operation begins in October of two thousand two. Uh, that's only how far? How long? Three years that? after? Yeah, it's only a couple years. Yeah, it's only it's the same year actually. It's only two months after uh, they drowned, and 
the 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 initial surveillance. Wait, when did they dr- they drown in two thousand? In 2002? August two thousand two, and by October two thousand two, okay. they launched the Mister Big operation. So, uh, per, the 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 initial surveillance uh, showed that Hart was like socially isolated, didn't really have any friends. He just had this wife that he went everywhere with. It was like kind of like nervous to be out without her. Not um, like a guy whose two daughters died. Yeah, yeah. It seems like yeah. <laughs> Like in front of him? Yeah, he, you know that thing that he also, people so, who have uh, here's, here's, two kids here's another thing that real socially Here's another outgoing. thing. Here's yeah. another thing you can tie to police and their general behavior though. He's also like on social like welfare because he and yeah. only had like a fourth grade education and had like a series of kind of problems and stuff. Um, like I mentioned, he had this history of seizures too, um, which was debated. Like they they tried to say like he didn't have a seizure. That's you know this whole thing. Um, the first contact for him took place. He was he was uh, paid for assisting uh, one of these operatives find their sister. Um, this is operative, I guess, approached him in his neighborhood and said that his sister was missing. And, yeah, whatever. Um, weird thing. Uh, but he was. I expect their like thought was like, "All right, he's gonna emotionally connect with this guy as a missing sister," and yeah. then the guy would be like, "Doesn't it suck having missing family? You kill your daughters." <laughs> I think that's how this went down. Uh, he then was asked by these folks to make some truck deliveries. Uh, and it, again, don't look in the back of the truck; just make these deliveries. <laughs> that's where my they, sister is. They paid him really, I see, really. Good. I feel like if I were a cop, sorry, this is an aside, but if I were the cop, I'd been like. Yeah, I got a missing sister. And then as you get closer and closer, you'd be like, actually, you know what? I drowned that sister. <laughs> you have like, to drown it's, anyone? Yeah, it's, it's like I hated her. I, she got on my nerves, and it's just like, I just had to kill her. It's like, you ever kill two kids? At <laughs> <laughs> a wharf? At a wharf? You ever kill one adult or maybe two Scotia. kids, which is roughly the equivalent of one adult? <laughs> Do you ever accidentally have one of your kids fall into the water and then you, you, you don't know how to, yeah, you don't know how to swim? This so is not a Canadian voice. <laughs> this is well, Alex Jones. They, they gotta, they gotta, uh, they gotta trick them, you know. Paul, we're getting dangerously close to Alex Jones territory. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you Yosemite Sam. The chemicals in the water of Nova Scotia are turning your kids gay. <laughs> turning your kids dead. <laughs> it gets so, into their body and invades their so, lungs. So they can't breathe. They get this guy involved. He God. starts dealing in... They, they get him deal, dealing in Who was it? Charlie Rose? Nelson Hart. <laughs> Charlie Rose is in trouble for very different things. Um, not for long, though. I was reading the reason they're about to give him a comeback. Oh. Uh, hey, you can't call... <laughs> can't call... Say it. Gonna <laughs> come back if you never came in the first place. I think the problem was that he did. I think that was the issue. No, I actually, I think he just said a bunch of creepy stuff and, oh, okay. and, and well, touched a bunch of. Oh, that's okay then. No, it's not that it's okay, but it, it you know, I, I don't know. He's a, he's a creep, and I'm, I'm glad he's. Who dead. is the guy that had the boycott? Charlie Rose, Andy Rooney is he? He's dead, right? Andy Mickey Rooney's dead. Oh, Andy Rooney, he's he's dead. Which one's in the wrestler? That's Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Anyways, Nelson Hart. It is. Uh, Nelson Hart. He begins dealing in fake credit cards and forged passports and like counterfeit uh, casino coins for this for this chips casino chips for this this gang that he's getting involved with. They tell him that the gang is like nationwide and he can like travel the whole country with his wife and all this stuff. Um, as time went on, they like start to get him to do more and more illegal shit. They take him and his wife on these like luxurious trips around the whole country and like these like really expen- expensive dinners and all this stuff. Um, and he's like in this 
gang as a full-time member. And then he's re- he's he's introduced to Mr. Big in 2003, um, who told Hart that something had come up from his past, that the criminal, uh, the, the criminal, uh, the, the police officer that he he had, uh, had had told him about and needed to be taken care of. Um, Mr. Big confronts Hart about the death of his daughters and uh, doesn't buy his seizure explanation. Um, under a bunch of pressure, Hart confesses to pushing the girls off of the wharf. Um, what's that? I knew it. Yeah, that's how it was going to go. It's still not a crime. So Hart then brought Mr. Big... <laughs> Hart... Hart kids then, push kids push other kids off wharfs all the time. This is a weird. This is a weird thing about this to me. So Hart, they, they make Hart, they make Hart take them to the wharf. Yeah, <laughs> they make him. They make him take them to this place and reenact pushing his daughters off off of it, like, see if he does like an adequate job. <laughs> They're trying to test his his, they want his to, daughter they, pushing they, proficiency. They want him to reenact the drownings. Okay, um, did they bring? <laughs> Two life-size girl mannequins, or <laughs> so did they have two like yeah. tie-in? Yeah, they just, just no, they just brought two other girls and just like, yeah. hey, it's, these ones yeah, just, yeah, just push them in. We just, just want to see like, how good you can do it. There's like really two good guys on their knees wearing wigs. There's a really good There's a really good Twilight sad song called "Drown So I Can Watch." That's not appropriate. That's not anything to do with any of those. I just like this what's song. what's the band name? Twilight sad. They're really good. Scottish band. Scottish. Yeah. New New Scotland, New Scotland, New Scotia. Uh, real quick, making all sorts of. I, I think I've decided the best. Most of this podcast the, is just word association. The, the best <laughs> name that you could give to Mister Big, if you were to bring it here, would be Mister Worldwide. Yeah. What I'm saying is that Pitbull, Pitbull, Pitbull I think, is Mr. Big. <laughs> the police should just hire him to play. Yes. No, because my, my theory is that he's already doing <laughs> it. We're all being Mr. Bigged by Pitbull. He's inviting us into this world of well, like luxury. Forgive me for this, but that sure is a fuego take. <laughs> uh, so they make him reenact drowning his daughters. Um, and then they videotape that, <laughs> and that's the primary foundation of the prosecution's case against him. Look, he, was look he, at how he could reenact drowning girls if he had to, at risk yeah, of losing his that, only that friends. That thing that is really difficult and only criminal masterminds can do: push somebody off of a dock. So, Have you ever tried? He was. Yeah, he was, it's easy. <laughs> we got him. We book him, Audrey. Um, I've never been to Nova Scotia. So he uh, is convicted in 2007 of two counts of first-degree murder. And in 2012, he appeals that decision. Um, and I'm just going to read. This is kind of boring, but I'm going to read the, the, the uh, I guess, the judicial opinion of the chief justice who uh, allowed his appeal um, he says, Hart was in the control of the state in a manner that was equivalent in degree to detention. It was not reasonable to expect that he would have any reason or take any opportunity to leave this organization. That meant he had to subscribe to the culture of the organization and to ensure that he continued to receive 
the approbation of Mr. Big. Although he obviously wanted to maintain that he had an innocent explanation for the deaths of his daughters, he eventually succumbed when it became clear that Mr. Big would accept no other answer than one which accepted his proposition that he was responsible for their murder. For Mr. Hart, in the circumstances in which he found himself, there was very little downside to telling Mr. Big what he wanted to hear, since he believed the operatives were not police, and he would have been assured that any information he gave them would be kept from the authorities. On the other hand, in his mind, Mr. Hart had a great deal to lose if he did not accede to the required admission. And that is... Uh, pretty much the exact right thing to say about these like yeah, you know like yeah. they are they are you are forcing somebody to give up their entire social circle if they don't confess to the thing you want them to confess to right it's coercion it yeah. is, at the end of the day it is coercion <clears throat> and that shit is like not admissible in court generally. Uh, so ultimately the crown, uh, the TV show, uh, the TV show starring Claire Foy, who I don't oh, think they just recast it. She's not going to be in it anymore. Yeah, it's bummer. Is this Helena sh- Bottom Carter in it now? I don't know. She's in it. No, I've never seen What's it. What's this show about? I don't like crowns. Is it about Princess Diana? No, it's, a, I, it will be eventually, but right now it's just about Queen Elizabeth and, and the first one? like the, no, the, the one who's right the there, who's one. there right now. Yeah, but she's it's, young. It's about her, like, when she first becomes the queen. It's, I don't like it, because I don't like the the crown, but, but I love that show so much. It's very good. You don't like the crown, but you sure like the crown. I don't like the crown. I love the crown. Um, the crown literally... The crown in uh, Canada... Condones the behavior that we're currently talking about is bad. Yeah, right. They do. That's true. But, but the TV not the show, TV the crown... Show. No, Netflix's TV show, the production crew on Netflix's TV show, The Crown, is Mr. Bigging. <laughs> they definitely. Here's Carter. the thing. They definitely. <laughs> in that show, and I, I know we shouldn't take too much more time. I, I just like things, Paul when you're like, here's the last name. I deserve. <laughs> I don't know anybody the, in that show. The, the, the Matt Smith's in that show. Yeah. He plays uh, that, Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, not the show. He doesn't play the doctor. <laughs> Does he play also, George? Paul, his name's not Doctor Who. It's the Doctor. His name's Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> they call the show Doctor Who. Or they call him the Doctor. You're thinking of the show. You've with not the, ever watched you're that. You're thinking show. of the show with the kid that has like Aspergers or whatever, which is the good Doctor House. His name is the in this movie. House is good. His last name is Doctor. His name's so. the House. The the good Doctor. Um. <laughs> Uh, they do a good thing in that show where they highlight that like Prince Philip's family are all Nazis. That the okay, crown I mean, is like deeply tied to the that's Nazis. That's good. The show should end with uh, all of them getting the guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> well, ah, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, writing for uh, so I'm, I'm about to get to a point where I'm going to read just some judges talking about shit. Okay, can um, you do like a fun judge voice while you do it? Could would you? Uh no. Paul, would you would you do a, ju- a fun I'll do judge, a judge voice? voice. <laughs> yes, that one's the one I want. Uh, so so real fast, I'll set the table here. The Crown appealed the decision uh, to the Supreme Court of Canada, whose decision was released on July thirty first, twenty fourteen. Um, writing for a unanimous majority, Justice Moldover uh, 
declared the confessions arising from Mr. Big operations would henceforth be considered presumptively inadmissible, subject to a two-pronged analysis. Um, the court ruled that the onus is on the Crown to overcome this presumption by demonstrating that the probative value of the evidence resulting from Mr. Big operation, including the confession, outweighs its, prejudic- uh, its prejudicial effect. Um, actually, I don't have any more judge stuff, so you're not going uh, to well, shit. <laughs> Can you just... Wait, 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 wait. Here's, here's <laughs> okay. one phrase that the judge says that I've got quoted here. Confirmatory evidence would constitute a... Powerful guarantee of reliability. So that's a yes. Canadian. This is a Canadian. <laughs> Canadian from just a small town Canadian. Yeah, just I'm just this small town southern judge just trying to make it in this big country that call Canada. This <laughs> big country. In other words, evidence found during uh, a Mr. Big operation um, is would be a vital factor on the issue of reliability. But not the confession per se. So like they're saying basically like, you know, if the, if somebody confesses during a Mr. Big uh, operation, that could mean that they're guilty. It could also mean that they just don't want to lose their only friends in the world. Um, I'd say we expand this to all all confessions. I think that would be good. So that that's basically uh, mm-hmm. what happens from the Hart case. And, and you've seen since then, like the public in general, like there was a really big case... Uh, Earlier this year, uh, with a dude whose name I'm blanking on right now, and I was too dumb to write down because I thought I'd remember it. Charlie but Rose. It's some. It's those. It's those same initials, actually. Hmm. It's a guy with a French Count name. Count Rockula. Cecil. <laughs> Lukit. Roger Char- Clemens. Charlie Rocket. Um. But anyways, that, that that's a Mister Big Rocket? operation and. There's been a whole bunch of instances in which, like, uh, like in New Zealand, there was somebody who, um, you know, was basically told to, like, admit that they were... Raymond like, Cormier. Yep, that's the dude I was talking about. And Probably. he seems super slimy, and he talks about a bunch of really shitty things, and it seems like he talks a lot about, like, oh, I know just how to, like, outsmart oh, they sh- the law. They straight up, in talking about this, they do refer to the, the court, like, the Supreme Court as the crown. Yeah. The crown has announced that it will not renew for a fifth season. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> They're only on season three. Well, um, that, this doesn't make my statement false, does it, Jeff? Oh, man, this is our... our Raccooning. Yeah, this is our thing. You know Raccooning? This is, this no, is, I do not know about this. How how do we define this? Raccoon, we is, haven't come up with a better you name. You answer for it yet. the spirit of the question without answering the actual text of the question. And yeah. what was the example here? So in this example, Paul said, "I said so off topic." I said a future, like a future statement. Mm-hmm. And Jeff said, "Well, they're only on season three. Paul said they will, they are canceling <laughs> season five. I said, yeah, "Oh, they're only be- on season three, which doesn't change. Uh, that does yeah. not address what he said, but it does address the spirit of what he said, which yeah. was that the show is not going to last much longer." Right. This started because uh, our our friend Will was uh-huh. uh, beating the shit out of a what looked like a glass um, plate at a Jack in the Box, and Jeff said, "Will stop it." You're going to break that. And Will goes, it's plastic. <laughs> Which doesn't mean that he won't break it, but it does get to the thing of like, oh, we thought it was glass and therefore <laughs> yeah. more fragile. So we call that raccooning because we can't think of a better name. And I don't know why raccooning came up, but it's like it was either that or sundowning. Yeah. I feel like that refers to something specific. So if you think of a better name, call in. 
Tell us a better name for that phenomenon. Yeah, um, call us at Paul's number is four 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 one 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 one. I'm get I'm, him a pizza. I'm is that the pizza number? Shit, I'm trying to give him Blake. Is Blake the attorney. Oh, that's Chevrolet. I'm trying to give them Blake. That's just all four. I think it's four 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 four. Four more call four. That's right. It is four 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 four. I think that had the right number of fours in it. <laughs> so anyways, Mr. Big Operations happened. Like I was saying earlier, the, the fucked up thing is that in some places, like uh, officers will just like get someone pregnant to like not break their cover. And it's just this whole thing of like going so like deep into the psychology of somebody. Okay. Just so if the cop gets the person they're Mr. Viking pregnant and then that person goes to jail. Yeah. Does the cop raise the kid? I think the cop's off the hook. Like, okay. The kid, actually, I don't know honestly, that for a fact. They might be. But honestly, I, this seems like a situation in which they'd be like, that kid's a state of the ward. Or ward well, of the state. you know, like if Drake can get away with it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I, I hope that this Pusha T reference is still oh, no, what Drake fresh do? whenever this comes out. I'll listen to that Pusha T song. About yeah, the Drake Drake Pusha T beef has gotten buck wild. Yeah, the last I heard that he days. said that Drake had a bad haircut and that something bad about his parents. And then yeah, what is he said that Drake he had said an, had his, has an illegitimate child with a French porn star that he then abandoned, which mimics Drake talking about his own father leaving when he was like five. Okay, and so he basically accuses him of keeping the cycle going. Wow. I, oh, that's I was, a lot. I was reading this interview recently with Pusha T where he was asked about the fact that on Kanye West's like good music label that like none of the rappers are actually good enough on that label to like get in rap beefs with other people except for Pusha T. <coughs> so they kind of enlist Pusha T to get in their beefs for them. <laughs> and he was just like he was just like that's my role. That's my role. And yeah, he's like a, a great. Well, response. he's like a bruiser in hockey, where they're just <laughs> yeah. like he's bad at hockey or whatever, but they bring him in because he's good at kicking people's butts. Yeah. So it's just like, all right, you get out there and you're not good, but if like they come after our like slasher, or whatever the heck they call the the person who takes the shots, uh, it's like you got to get in there, and beat the crap out of them. <laughs> There's a movie called Goon, which is about the guy from... I thought that was called Go On. No, it's Goon. That's, you're thinking of like a Korean film, it sounds like. You're thinking of the Matthew Perry... Yeah. <laughs> the Matthew Perry ripoff of Community. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, Goon, which has Stifler. Is it the guy who plays Stifler? It's the guy from American Oh, Pie. that guy with three names. But <laughs> Ma- Matthew Gray Goobler. It's not him. No, it's... William... William... Sean William Scott. Sean William Scott. Is yes. that it? That sounds right. That sounds something like that. Willie. So so the point in closing about Mr. Big Operations is that... They should be called Mr. Worldwide, otherwise they're <laughs> absolutely good and fine. They are... I mean, when we, like think about like interrogation tactics more broadly and how this is like really closely related to like what happens with, with you know, our military and their relationship with like a lot of poor people around the world specifically in the middle east and and stuff where they're like you know uh you want to be an isis right and they're like you're my buddy yeah i'll be an isis and then it's just like now you're arrested and like uh i hope that was good for comedy podcasts uh the thing about this podcast is it's not comedy yeah no point has anybody called it comedy (laughs) it's never been described as uproarious uh 
laughter it sure inducing. Hasn't. It's somewhere between education and comedy, and that it's the worst part of both. <laughs> it's like yeah. Schoolhouse Rock. That's but the bad. new tagline. Okay. Oh, that's a great tagline. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a messed up thing. I'm glad they don't do it in the U.S. Exactly. Uh, um, yeah, we just shoot unarmed people. All cops are bastards. And set them on fire. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say this is a real argument for the ACAB tattoos. Yeah. Um, FC Cincinnati's bad. Paul, stop wearing that shirt. What's good in this world? Um, the wine Nick gave us was good. Yeah, it was okay. Google. Um, <laughs> I, I'm great, ingracious, ungracious. What do you, what do you say? Ingracious. I said it's okay. Um, ingrate. You're an ingrate. I think it's called Bright Sellers. Brightsellers.com. Answer seven questions. They'll tell you what wines you like. They're not promoting us, but I'll send them a link to this episode. Nick, what's going on with the fire escape? Um, new episode, hopefully. Uh, no, new episode this Saturday at five. Topic? Um, okay, so I think when this airs, the next episode is going to be about... Um, people with notable former careers that then turn to music, or people with notable careers that turn to music. Are you gonna talk about Rod Stewart? Um, we're definitely gonna talk about uh, the Bruce Willis album. Okay, uh, <laughs> yes, very good. And the rest will be a. I think I'm gonna do um, at least an excerpt of Rap and Rodney, the Rodney Dangerfield right. rap album. So you don't. So like, it's just because I'm a stand for this dude. But like Leonard Cohen is like a, a famous poet before he was a musician. That's why he was so bad at singing. Yeah, um, but I, you're not looking that route. You're I mean, what I'm like, what I'm trying people who are like very famous as something, and then when I think I'd like to do that. I think it's also finding the middle point of something that's like good and then funny, because you don't want to have like all funny bad yeah, songs. Yeah, I like well, Leonard Cohen a lot. You not can funny. do uh, yeah. Guy Fieri. Does he have an album? Yeah, he released Astro Lounge. Oh, God, and <laughs> God <laughs> you. Oh. All right, is there anything you guys want to promote? Uh, the Fire Escape, Saturdays it? at 5 on Radio Artifact, radioartifact.com slash listen. Also, 1660 AM. When's this coming out? This? Yeah. Um, this should be out on, let's say, like June 12? 12? Seven days from uh, May 20th. So. Oh, man, if you can make June, June 6th. June 6th. That'd be June perfect. 6th. I have to drive to Cleveland. Okay. I'm going to listen to my own voice. <laughs> Good. Great. June 6th. It should release early June 6th. All right. Cool. If this is coming out on June 6th, on June 12th, I know that we plugged this in the episode with John. But and I'm Teloso. also in that but band. But Jeff is also in that band. So we're going to go ahead and plug it again. And then we're disappearing off the face Come of the Come watch there. my friends play actual instruments while I struggle to do so. Oh, yeah. Jeff. The ghost in the Jeff's background. Odd partner. <laughs> ghost. My my partner eternal, and landlord eternal curse. <laughs> <laughs> my partner and landlord Audrey will be playing violin in this set. The first the first so our band has just started playing shows and the first two shows we played were a little bit more of our raucous stuff uh, that that guarantees that it's not rock and stuff that I call it rock but like a, a bit raucous? of our louder stuff. What the fuck's raucous? <laughs> that, no, that that guarantees raucous. that <laughs> raucous like we're against rock music. modern life. Um, <laughs> But <laughs> this set is going to be a little bit more tender than that. It's going to be at the Listing Loon on June 12th at 9 p.m. And we're also playing with Rachel Moosey, who Ooh. is a Great. wonderful, wonderful, wonderful singer, songwriter, Probably, yeah, one of the musicians that I've known the longest in Cincinnati. And also a very nice person. A very nice person. person. Lovely person. Yeah. Very talented. 
Yeah. So we played a we played a set a couple of weeks ago with her partner Daniel, and now with her, and they've got a dog called Carl Barks, and I hope to play a set with them too. That's very so. good. Uh, Harold, you got anything? Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah. Uh, I'm playing June 18th with Smut at the Hub with a band called Shady Bug from St. Louis. Cool. It'll be cool. And if you haven't been to the Hub, go because it's a really great place. You can buy a bike there if you want. The yeah. Hub is an OTR, correct? Yeah, it's on and Smut Main is like Street. a real band compared to the Impulse <laughs> Yeah. And also, the Hub's neat because if you like beer and bikes and bands, the Triple B, <laughs> you can drunkenly ride a bike through the band. If, and if you like Mr. Big, you can't find it at the Hub. So get the oh, that's out. my worst fear, though, is about, like, that was the thing I was thinking about Mr. Big. It's just like, I want everybody listening to this to just imagine that your friends arrested you tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm now going to, wor- I'll be at both shows um, launching on my own Mr. Big campaign of trying to get people to be Patreon subscribers <laughs> for a theme. Promise them eventually that they'll be that's, a guest that on be, the show. That should be the third tier. And then tier. they'll commit libel. Yeah, that's the that's the third tier is that we, we Mr. Big you and get you to confess to the crimes that you're guilty of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, besides that, let's uh, rate and review the show. I uh, like view. Give us money. Subscribe. We want to do a live stream. Give them four stars. Five, get, their heads will get big. Mm, good, you know, yeah, <laughs> your call. Four to five. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah, just give us reviews. Give us one star. I th- it's, people always say it makes a difference. I'm sure it does. <laughs> we're <laughs> what? We're not gonna get you know. iTunes isn't rushing to bust down this door to hand us oodles of cash. Not yet, and so. not with that attitude. I feel like I talk shit about Steve Jobs all the time anyway. You haven't this episode, and also he's dead. I'm glad he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I usually just say that about people who aren't dead. All right, then. All right, Steve Jobs is dead. Let's move on to the next one. Jeff Bezos, we're coming for you. (laughs) Okay, so theme. We're glad Steve Jobs is dead. Watch out, Jeff Bezos. All cops are bastards. Um, What was he doing? We we got some shows coming up. Sign up for a Patreon. Our shows are coming up. Um, What is it? Comedy and education. We're the worst parts of both. We're the worst parts of both. Bye.